G'day, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, the only national program focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues. This program is produced in Melbourne for 3CR on the stolen land of the Kulin Nation of the Wurundjeri people. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Stick Together is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network with the support of the Community Radio Foundation. Today we catch up with Michelle Myers, currently the Campaigns Director and elected National Divisional Women's Representative of the MUA about the upcoming Women in Male-Dominated Industries, Windoid Conference. We follow with a look at the ABCC, the Australian Building and Construction Commission. But first, some union news. Retail and fast food workers, RAFU members at Readings Books, have voted overwhelmingly to authorise protected industrial action in pursuit of a fair agreement with 93% voting in the protected action ballot with all 21 actions now authorised. In retaliation, Readings has rushed out a non-union deal to squash worker action. The members and their supporters will be outside the Readings Bookshop on Saturday 10th of September at 11am on a special day of solidarity and action. Still with RAFU, on the 3rd of September, RAFU members launched the first ever application for a protected action ballot order at Apple. When successful, this will authorise members to access forms for protected industrial action in pursuit of a fair enterprise agreement if they wish. The world's most valuable company, Apple, has been accused of trying to rush through a pay deal for 4,000 Australian staff, mostly in retail stores, that would result in a real wage cut and let it roster store clerks on for up to 60 hours in a week without overtime. Hundreds of childcare centres to shut on Early Childhood Educators Day, September the 7th, as workers call for better conditions and wages. Helen Gibson of the United Workers' Union, which represents Early Childhood Educators, said thank you morning teas, while welcome, did not pay the bills and there was an urgent need to address the systemic issues festering within the industry. The first one is, give us a reason to stay and pay us what we're worth, Gibson says. They can be paid as little as $24 an hour, even though they're qualified, they're experienced, and they have such an enormously responsible job. The second thing they are calling for is to value early education as part of the education system, just like schools, and not see early education as a second cousin to the school system. And the final thing that they're calling for is to put children before profit. We're really looking for not just a change of wages and conditions, but to take this opportunity to really rethink early education and reform the whole sector. Baggy chandlers in Adelaide, Sydney and Brisbane working for Dianta will strike for 24 hours on Monday, September the 12th. The 350 employees of Dianta service 20 airlines, despite being owned by Emirates. The workers covered by the Transport Workers Union are pushing for better pay, conditions and job security. 
The context of the dispute from the TWU's point of view is that aviation has suffered a mass exodus of skilled workers after the Morrison government failed to provide JobKeeper to swathes of the aviation sector and turned a blind eye to the illegal outsourcing of 2,000 workers by Qantas. The TWU is calling for a national aviation plan with a commission funded to support workers retrain and reconnect to the jobs they lost during the pandemic and target spending to reduce COVID risks and maintain public confidence in air travel. Nick McIntosh, National Assistant Secretary of the TWU. Because uh, didn't get paid during the pandemic. Uh, they, you know, they've had wage freezes essentially for the last couple of years and they're on these minimum conditions. To take industrial action in those circumstances means that something is really wrong. And the problem we can see in this industry uh, is that, that people, um, it's not only that they want to leave, we can't get workers to come back in. And, and that is because, unfortunately, that the biggest gorilla in the room being Qantas has taken a decision to outsource this work to give work out to different uh, companies knowing that they'll be on these minimum wages and conditions and people simply don't want to work in what is physical backbreaking work if you're only going to get four hours a day at these minimum rates of pay and, and, and this is what's happened to this industry that's now in crisis. If we want to stop industrial strife at our airports we need the federal government to see this as a structural crisis to come in, put an independent body in place that can go through this root and branch and come up with some enforceable solutions. You're on Stick Together, workers' stories, union news and social justice issues. The biggest ever Windoy conference in Australia will be held September 13th to 15th in Canberra this year. Despite 25 years, the Women in Male-Dominated Industries conference finds it still in fighting mode. We spoke to Michelle Myers, campaign director and elected National Division's women's representative of the Maritime Union of Australia, for an insight into the upcoming conference. The Windoy Women in Male Dominated Industry Conference is coming up and I thought it would be great for the listeners to hear what are the industries that are involved. So we've got um, construction, mining, electrical, maritime. Um, we've got some fireys, we've got paramedics, we've got police, uh, We've got lots of different industries, um, Sydney Water, lots of things. So, yeah. So it's been growing, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. It's uh, 185 attendees this year. is our biggest ever. So 186, one more just registered, another plumber, actually. So there you go. So we're holding it in Canberra this time. We thought we'd go down there and check out the political heartland. So um, we're, we're in Canberra. At, um, we go to Parliament House and do a few tours and a few things as well. So. Um, but yeah, there's going to be um, a big group of us at question time, hopefully on Wednesday the 13th, as long as I get some um, tickets. <laughs> it's on, on it's 13th, 13th to the 15th of September, we're down there, yeah, next week. At the Job Summit, that was one of the ticket items that was under discussion, women's role at work. Yeah, absolutely. And it's at the front of everyone's mind at the moment, and obviously with the change of government and, and the ability to actually... Uh, you know, start taking care of workers and spin the, pen, spin the pendulum back a bit, swing it back a bit, sorry. Um, I think uh, now's a really good time to be in Canberra with 185 tough women, uh, union members. So, yeah, it's going to be good. 
Tell me, um, what are some of the key issues? Because I know that if you look at uh, what's been going on in the uh, working world, like, for example, fly-in and fly-off workers on mine sites, etc., there's been uh, rumblings about uh, a sexual uh, harassment, that type of issue that's uh, bubbling along in a, in a location like that. Is that one mm. of the major issues? Yeah, it is. Uh, that's a, there's a report out about that. It's called Enough is Enough in the mining industry. So we're discussing that. One of the sisters from WA is going to go through that report with us. Um, you know, there's, we've been running this conference for 25 years and all the issues are still the same, you know, access to facilities and toilets and correct, um, you know, uniforms and whatever for women in, in these industries. And um, First Nations women, we're going to do a, a session also on um, women of colour and migrant women and how the union movement can support migrant women coming here to get into good, decent jobs and not just, you know, the kitchen hands jobs that they seem to be pigeonholed into and things like that. So we're going to do it. We're going to come out with a few um, um, action items for the delegates, and one of them is going to be campaigning around the Uluru Statement from the Heart, um, helping migrant women get a, a good good start in, the, in our country, um, and we're going to have a few other things going on as well. So a bit of campaigning to come out of it. So... What are some of the um, things that make it so important to come together like this? I Well, I mean, the conference started because um, someone went to an ACTU com- women's conference years ago and it was all about people that work in offices and um, white-collar workers and things like that. And they said, well, this doesn't speak to us. It doesn't speak to our, our workers, you know, meat workers and and maritime seafarers and wharfies and whatever, it didn't speak to us. So we checked, we started our own thing. Um, and I think the most important thing is just building a network of sisters you can rely on because some of these women are the only women on a work site or on a ship or in a, you know, on a shift. Um, so they suddenly discover that there's a whole bunch of people like them and they get a whole network of people of support and backup and whatever and they can go and call on any time if they, they need a hand with something and, and, you know, get make the conditions better by building a you know a collective power a force for each other. Yeah, uh, the um, issue of uh, what happens for women in work is really uh, as about how women construct themselves now, isn't it? I mean, because it's about it's about um, ensuring that uh, they get a fair share and that they get proper jobs. And all that training that they've put in doesn't mean that they get sidelined when a good position comes along. Yeah, that's right. I mean, often they're the last to get the, the promotions or last to get the next lot of training and whatever. So um, we're, we're helping them have the tools and the skills and whatever to be able to go back and make sure that they don't get looked at, overlooked for these sort of things. So, yep. So if you were to look back over those 25 years, what are the things that you think have been achieved? Oh look, I think um, there's a, there's a it's a whole different world now. I mean, at least we we actually recognise that bullying and harassment is a thing. You know, back in the old days, that was just a bit of fun in the worksite. Come on, Dale. Um, You know, that's uh, you know I think that sort of stuff has changed, and and our workplaces have changed in that you know they actually do employ women. Sometimes we don't have to actually have to beg them to to put women on in some of these worksites and and some of these jobs, but. I think a lot has changed, but a lot of things are still the same in some places. So it, it's, you know, some places just take a little while to catch up. But, um, 
you know, I think just the sheer fact that, um, well, these women are going to be able to come down and meet a whole bunch of um, politicians as well. And, now, you know, our, our, our government now actually reflects and looks like our society, you know, with, we're not all the same white males and whatever with ties and whatever. There's a lot of women and a lot of migrants and a lot of um, diversity in our parliament and it's finally starting to look like what Australia looks like. So a bit like our workplaces are starting to look like, you know, Australia, there's more more, more women all the time, just as long as we um, keep them in the industries that they're in so that they you know, keep having good jobs and, and keep them going in, in um, these male-dominated occupations. When there was uh, affirmative action, there was often this bullshit about, um, oh, you know, the best people should get the job. It shouldn't have anything to do with uh, uh, making sure that there was equality at the, in the workplace. But that's a false mm. argument, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I think if it wasn't for, I mean, it wasn't for women like Robin Murphy and those women that stood up down in the in the BHP Steelworks in the Illawarra. If it wasn't for them, then we would never, not have had those anti-discrimination laws. And if we didn't have those, then I wouldn't have become a Warfie. So, you know, so many women have got um, uh, into these professions because of the fights for that discrimination legislation. I mean, just imagine if that was still around. You know, employers just wouldn't hire women in some of these jobs. And, and they can absolutely do them. They absolutely do the jobs really, really well. You know, I'm getting these pictures sent through to me from women that are coming to the conference of the jobs they do. And they're up on the wind farms, they're up right in the blades doing the electrical work and, you know, just in extraordinary jobs. Um, and absolutely, women can absolutely do that stuff. And I think we've got, a way to, we've got a way to go where we need to go and get into primary schools and start talking to young girls there um, and telling them that they can do this sort of stuff and, and start it younger. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you. You're on Stick Together, workers' stories, union news and social justice issues. When the new federal Labor government came to power, the union-busting entity, the Australian Building and Construction Commission, the ABCC, found itself defunded. In a last hurrah on the 29th of August, the full federal court upheld the ABCC appeal against a July 2021 judgment that found a two-day strike at the One Steel Manufacturing Plant in Noble Park by the AWU, the Australian Workers' Union, was lawful. The decision for the AWU is that the total penalties were increased by $45,000. The findings sends a little shiver down the spine as the hope was that the ABCC was a spent force. And indeed, that may be the last we hear of it, But for that to be the case, the Senate must agree with the lower house to knock it on the head. Recently, Dave Noonan, the National Secretary of the Construction Division of the CFMEU, came out fighting on the issue of the ABCC on the Channel 10 program, The Project. The Concrete Gang, the CFMEU program on 3CR, was so proud of his stance, they sought him out to reflect on the issue once more. This is what they said. You there, Dave? Yeah, good day. Uh, how you going, uh, Concrete Gang? Now, um, obviously, the reason we got you on the day, Dave, because the ABCC is all the talk in Canberra. But also, I want you to touch on the, you're on the project during the week, and you had an interview with Walla Bali, I think his name is, and yep. and you, he, he sort of got a little bit, a little bit smart, and you stitched him right up. You handled yourself very well. You want to just touch on that before we get on the ABCC? 
Well, I suppose, um, you know, it started off with a discussion about building codes. So um, he was um, asking questions, which is his job, and, you know, um, my job's to answer them. But I suppose where I departed from him a bit is, um, you know, the, 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 the Liberal Party and the NBA and the ABCC sort of wax with each other, and they put out these... Um, they like to put out these figures saying that, you know, the building industry... Uh, we'll lose, I don't know, you know, $30 million, billion dollars billions a year. Billions yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the ABCC is good for productivity, and, and it just gets repeated by the media. So he ran that line, and then he, then he talked about some of the fines the union's been um, subject to. Um, and I, um, I I pointed out that, um, you know, the union got fined $900,000 recently for... Um, for um, um, a, a, a two-hour protest, peaceful protest outside a uh, crane yard in Sydney. It's on appeal, so I can't say too much about it, but the, the delegate had been dismissed. Um, there was no blocking of the driveway, there was no violence, there was no, no, no nothing. $900,000 fine, right? Yep. And I pointed out that the young um, uh, apprentice carpenter, Christopher Cassanetti, that was killed... Um, up there a couple of years ago after the builder removed all the ties from the scaffold and overloaded the, the working deck by a factor of about 14 for, to, you know, for, to hasten the job and make more money. Uh, so the young boy was 18, he was killed, I think, pretty well-known circumstance. He was 20 minutes under the crushed scaffold alive, pleading for his mother before he, uh, oh, before, they, uh, before he passed away. And then there was another worker, crippled a form worker in the same... I won't call it an accident, the same act by that builder. That builder got fined $900,000 too. They were insured, insured against it, didn't pay a cent. No. Um, and while he tried to say, oh, well, you know, yeah, but they might have, I think he, he reckons he misspoke, but he said uh, a little civil cause of action, so, you know, that'd take care of that. Very little life. And, and I, I, was, I was at that boy's funeral as were all of our officials. Our New South Wales officials, a number of them have been badly affected by their involvement, and I've met the family, and, and I just found it outrageous, you know. But, yeah. And I think they live in a bubble, the media. They don't, they don't understand these are real people. Yeah. We are real people. Our industry's real people. Yep. Um, and, the, and the scars that that puts on lives, and look, you know, we've all, who've been in the industry a long time, sadly, we've all seen these things happen, and... Yep. Uh, it, it, as a community, it scars us, and I just, I just wanted to defend construction workers and our members, and I did get a bit angry, yeah. And you did a great job, by the way, Dave. It's very hard to speak, speak like that on, on live on TV, but you did represent us very well, and uh, I, I was quite, yeah. I was quite uh, impressed what you did. But anyway, uh, well, thanks, uh, Gorilla, because you know the Gorilla don't give out comments <laughs> right. too much. You just get that big airy backhand. That's right, big airy backhand. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was, slaps on those, there's not there's not a big queue with the with the with the wrap ups. But anyway, um, <laughs> look, uh, and, and Dave, the other thing is, we want if you could just uh, sort of touch base on what's going on with the ABC because there's a lot of talk yeah. down here, in Melbourne. You're on, you're up there, Canberra, sort of knowing exactly what's going on, and, and like we're we're over the moon getting rid of those shit carters, and apparently. Um, uh, Bernie, Bernie's been sooking in the papers. He's got 140 workers that'll be out of a job. Well, what were they doing all the time? Well, what they were doing was going and um, trying to stop workers from um, exercising, you know, their fundamental democratic rights. They were going around 
taking photos of hard hats with stickers on them and demanding people pull flags down and they were prosecuting workers. But um, that, and they still are because the organisation hasn't yet been abolished and McBurney has a statutory position, so he gets continues to get paid $450,000 a year oh. until the thing's abolished, even if he has no work to do. So it's not yet abolished, and I think... I've heard some people on Facebook saying, oh, great, it's abolished. Well, that's not right. Yeah. Um, what the government's done, the new government, is um, they have abolished the building code, which they don't need legislation for, and that's the thing that, you know, bans lots of bargaining for decent conditions and job security and against cash in hand and casuals and labour hire, you know. Uh, the Liberal government promoted all that stuff, so we weren't allowed to bargain on it. Uh, of course, the stupid stuff around banning Eureka's and stickers, you know, Eureka flags and union stickers, um, which we've been in the, in the, in the federal court about, um, that's, that's all gone. But the ABCC and its powers to prosecute workers remains until the parliament changes it. And I think people know Labor's got a majority in the lower house. Um, uh, to their credit, the Labor Party's been very upfront. They, they gave a commitment before the election in public that they would get rid of the code of the yep. ABCC. Uh, and so far, they've stuck to it. They also, before the election, announced um, a reduction of funding for the ABCC to zero, basically. Yeah. Um, that was in a written document they put up with their budget savings, and they've started to implement that. So now, uh, to get legislation through, you do require um, it to pass the Senate. Um, and uh, the Senate... Um, I think it's, uh, you know, 38 votes between Labor and the Greens, both of whom have committed to abolition of the ABCC. They require one extra vote uh, to pass legislation. And um, obviously we are engaged in talking to those crossbench uh, senators and to the media and to everybody at large about the problems with the ABCC and why it should be abolished and why. The industry ought to be focusing on priorities like safety, apprenticeships, jobs, investment, you know, the sort of things that create jobs to keep our members and their families safe. We think the happiest people are the bosses because they haven't got these knuckleheads you know, going in their office wanting to see all their book and, and like talking to them like them like second class citizens and uh, and trying to stand over the bosses to get information on, on, on the, mainly on just getting information on the officials in case we did something wrong. Yeah, look, I think a lot of employers have had the ABCC up to their back teeth too because they don't help them with, uh, nah. the, you know, the real job of building buildings. Um, obviously, there are some a bit ideological, but you, you, I think we need to remember this. Um, you know, during the election campaign, McBurney um, was holding meetings with the master builders to discuss election strategy. And the master builders, um, national CEO, is, of course, uh, proudly an active member of the Liberal Party and looking for a seat. Um, and, uh, you know, yesterday you've seen Peter Dutton under parliamentary privilege get up and tell a pack of lies to the parliament about uh, the union and its members. Uh, he's ranting and raving and frothing at the mouth um, uh, stuff that uh, he claims the ABCC have proved that they never have put to the court, and he's just smearing people. Yeah. So obviously with the building code gone, Dave, what, where does that stand with The Rock? Is that still to come or is that a part uh, of this? Thing. The Rock would require legislation as well, uh, Camper. Yeah. yeah. So, so those things are in front of the Parliament. The, 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 the Labor Party's made the announcement, but they'll have to 
um, secure the uh, support through the Senate to pass legislation. So, obviously... Um, but I, I think the other thing is... Um, you know, Dutton spent all week talking about the CFMEU. Now, I defend the union everywhere we go, and, of course, we are. this for us is a very important issue. But you've got to ask for the majority of the community. He didn't ask questions exactly. about the price of fuel. He didn't yeah. ask about the price of food. Yeah. He didn't ask about the, the, the questions that, um, you know, interest rates and housing yep. costs that are really concerning mainstream Australians. And so, to some extent, I think by bringing the code on early, um, Albanese may have outfoxed him because... He's really just talking to uh, yeah. his Liberal Party base. Um, and a lot of people don't even know who the ABCC is, Dave. That's the other thing. You know, we, we spend billions of dollars on the ABC for what? Well, it's just part of John Howard's hatred of unions. I mean, yeah. when they tried to crush the MUA, they brought this in. And it's, I didn't it's realize this time and, you know. I didn't realise they had 142 staff. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's massive. It's, it's, I think it's uh, $40 million a year. I tell you what, if you had 142 cartons, you want to be the you want more work out than these blokes, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's it for Stick Together this week. If you want to catch up with our program, the podcast is available at 3cr.org.au or at your favourite podcast site. And you can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. And until next time, stick together and keep safe. We are going to finish the show with a song for Christopher. The death of young worker Christopher Kasatniti on the 1st of April 2019 was a tragic injustice. Corners were cut on safety on the construction project where he worked that resulted in his needless death. The loss of Christopher to his family and their suffering is immeasurable. The CFMEU and Christopher's family fight on for justice and campaign for better workplace laws and better workplace safety to prevent workers' deaths in the future. A song for Christopher was recently written and recorded by musicians based at the far coast towns of Bermagui and Tilba. Thanks to Gary McCarthy for alerting us to the song. It was confirmed And the directors grin As they light their cigars Whose side are you on? Tell me whose side are you on? On the building site There's a deafening sound As the scaffold up high Comes thundering down Workers scrambling For safer ground side are you on? Tell me whose side are you on? From seven stories high, still complaining down. From seven
twisted mess of family griefs. His soul is blessed while the builders move in to shift all the blame. Whose side are you on? Tell me whose side are you on? And if they should ask how our brother died until his last breath for his mother, he cries. We all bear the weight of their compromise. Whose side are you on? Tell me whose side are you on? From seven stories high, still come raining down. From seven. Without a care, though your sacrifice has made us aware, whose side are you on? Tell me whose side are you on? They find our union and then slash our pay. Try to deny us our collective say. Don't stop for safety, just get on your way. Whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? 